Hey everybody, welcome to Legacy Stories. This is Maria. And this is Kua. Hi. We're so excited about today. <laughs> We're going to talk about being an immigrant and having your own business. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? I want to ask you a question, but I'm going to start. I'm going to start by saying my parents did not have their own businesses. How about yours? Yeah, mine did not either. Okay, so we do not come from entrepreneurial experienced families. Nada. <laughs> so how was your brain growing up programmed as far as having a business goes? It was... Maria, it was non-existent. Like, I love that we're talking about this because this is something that recently came up for me personally. And I dug into it and I realized like, this wasn't an option in my head. Like this was never, ever, ever, ever an option of like make money by having a business. No, like it never crossed my mind. Like it was one of those things that wasn't even impossible because it was just a thing that did not exist. So the only thing I knew and I saw growing up was you have money because you work at a job. And you work hard at that job so that you have money so that you can pay your bills and take care of your family. Like that was all that I knew. What about you? Okay. So um, before I was born, uh, Yugoslavia was, um, you could say solid country as far as people had jobs, people were paid, everybody lived fairly well. It wasn't the same everywhere. It wasn't perfect, but let's say that way. And then as I, you know, with the war and everything falling apart. And when I was growing up, actually, um, having a job and having a job that was paid and stable was huge. So you were brought up to be like, okay, go get educated and have a job. People that had businesses were, you know, people who really had to hustle and work hard to accomplish something like people do that own their own stores people who had like hairdressing salons people had like that's what I was running into as far as businesses go and nobody encouraged you to do that it wasn't that you couldn't make money that way but it was considered to be like hard living you had to be on your feet you had to work you had to do physical labor and everybody was like go get educated then you're stable then you're safe then you don't have to physically work and that was like my programming and the same as you said, like business was never an option, but how did you get to have a business then? How did it become an option? That is the million dollar question as well as the million dollar answer, I think. And like you just hearing your story, it sparked up some more things in me. Like, yep, I totally resonate that. Like my path was so clearly written. Like, you either finish school and get a college degree and work in an office, or guess what? Your job's gonna be at a factory. So blue collar and white collar were the only, and I'm talking to the people in the United States because they understand this, right? Like blue collar and white collar, those are my only two options growing up. And I'm like, well, I'm not gonna work in a factory. White collar it is. 
So it's like my whole life growing up, I just pictured myself like, I'm going to be someone working in an office in front of the computer. Like that's me. And that means I will have made it if I get that. So then it's like, right? Like I basically did that. Like I got that and it was just so unfulfilling. And that was like, and I didn't even know that at that point, right? Like I didn't know that, oh, a career, a job, like it can actually bring you satisfaction. Like that like was a hundred percent missing in the formula. It was just like, your job doesn't need to bring you anything but money. Like that's what I saw constantly. The only thing the job brings you is money and that is normal. But I had so much conflict with that when I got into the workforce. So at first, like when I first started feeling this, a business still wasn't an option. I remember my first option was, I will just stay home and watch the kids. Like that's my first thing. (laughs) I'm just gonna watch the kids, my husband can work. Yep, that'll be good. But this thing with the fulfillment and like having joy in my life, like that's something that kept bothering me and bothering me and bothering me until the point of like, oh, okay, cool. I think you need to look at what you actually like to do. So then I did start looking at what I like to do. And then when I joined a network marketing company, I feel like that's really when um, the light bulb started going off in my head. Like, you could do something you enjoy and get paid for it. And by then I was, gosh, I was probably 25 or older already. It was before I was 30 when I finally figured out that you can do something that you love and actually make an income doing it. So until that point, it was just also foreign to me. And so when that idea was introduced to me, like I feel like I really just caught the vision and it's, I feel like it's kind of like everything else is like history. Cause I hung on so tightly to that. Like that was basically like my motivating force. Like, okay, yep. Like I, I just have to find my vehicle, whatever that's going to be. And that's how I'm going to make money. Like it can't be from this job or a job because it's just like, even as I say it, like my body, it just does not sit well in my body. (laughs) I feel like that was a really, really long answer. Um, But it was so good though. (laughs) Thank you. What about you? So Okay, so because I did grow up, you know, I was 19 when I came to US. So, and this was after the war. So things obviously change over all over the world. But I think US is one of those places, number one, where there's a lot of distinctions, blue color, white color, all of that kind of. Uh, but where mostly people seek satisfaction from their job. I think mostly in this country, mostly in West. I think everywhere else in the world, it's kind of like your job is there to provide you money so you can survive. And your job is not everything. And when you're done with your job, it's like, it's a very job is like one little box in your life. That's all it is. I think in this country, your job is like majority of your life. We spend a lot of time at our work. We spend a lot of time commuting to the work. We spend a lot of time uh, thinking about work, we just, 
it's like as if it has taken our our life over where in other places people you know take days off work less have longer breaks have longer vacations here it seems that it's like you're almost feeling guilty when you have to take it off even for maternity leave for having a baby it's kind of it's because this country is like the country where it's like work 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 so for us I think we seek satisfaction because it takes up so much of our time or maybe because we are satisfied we do it a lot I don't know (laughs) I'm thinking it's the first one but the second one from us it wasn't like white and blue color that when I was growing up but I knew like you were either going to be educated or you're not and if you were not going to be educated you were just going to scramble and figure it out whatever you were screwed basically if you were female you were probably going to get married and maybe work at a store or something that's when I was growing up right after the war there wasn't many other options to do other jobs without like a college diploma and if you were educated you were like you know the higher the degree yeah. The more important you were, the bigger recognition. And when I moved here, what mostly taken me by surprise was the fact that you called your professors and your doctors and like, you know, now working with doctors, PhDs, you know, it's you call people by their first name. Not many people back home when I was growing up would allow you to do that. When we went to school, it was a very hierarchical people went for that education and it meant something and you would not call them by their first name, not call say doctor, professor, whatever. And here it's just like, it's just your education, whatever. And it's, it's not whatever you do accomplish it, but it's not taken as seriously, I think. So I think sometimes for people back home, what happens is like, you get your job satisfaction because of the importance that your title brings you. Like, it's not the same way, but it's like, you know, people are like respected and looked up to because of their position or because of what they've accomplished in their life. Here, that does not happen so often or in that kind of a way. You're a doctor does not mean you're important, does not mean people look up to you, does not mean you get any privilege. It means you work your ass off, right? <laughs> so it's kind of like the amount of work that you do here, it doesn't really, right? It's like there's no, it's not the same. So I feel my brain was wired very interestingly that I really could not see having a business as an option. But then when I realized that people here, I, I went and got education. And then I realized that you don't have to have education in this country. You could do really well without education. Because education here seems like this big machine to me that you just put clogs in and they just come out. And everybody has a degree and everybody owes money then. And many people don't do anything with their degrees or don't get good in, good, good higher salaries that are worth that degree that time and that money that they invested were, you know, yes, at home, sometimes that happens too, but still it's not the same ratio of investment as it's here. And you definitely at home cannot succeed as much without a degree as you can with a degree. But here you really can. 
have a life that you want without a college degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, college is like great experience. I personally love it. I think kids should go to college, but the expense that they pay and how much they owe later and where that puts them, mm-hmm. having your own business is totally, <laughs> you know, it's totally a viable option in this country. 100%. Yeah, that's kind of like where my, how I, I did not see it as an option for myself, but I saw it as an option for other people. No. Now, <laughs> what got me into see it as an option for myself was when I realized that after like seven years of school, three years of degrees, my salary was gonna stay probably here and not much higher unless I keep changing, you know, positions and keep asking and fighting for a little bit more and then having those annual increases, I basically noticed like a salary ceiling. And I really didn't like it. It's like, excuse me, I left a continent and my family and like worked myself to the bone and got all this education. So now I can be paid like what, 50, $60,000 a year. I know that sounds like, it's not a little money. I understand that, especially coming from where I'm from. But it is a little money in the sense that after everything is taken out from your paycheck, you're left with half of that. Again, where I'm coming from, this is all huge, big numbers (laughs) that we're talking about. My the salary back home is about 400 euros a month top salary for people with colleges and good jobs I'm not talking about you know the 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 10 percent on top I'm talking about majority of people that actually work and have good salaries that's the highest salary if you have 500 euros that's like you won lottery so talking about (laughs) a couple of thousand dollars here but then the system, the country, the what you owe, what you have to pay is different too. Yeah. So for me to get to this point in my life and realize that, shit, I really can't make more money with after everything that I've done, because I wanted to get out. I wanted to be able to support my family, help out my country, right? Like this is why I stayed because I would have gone back with my degree. But I realized it's like I can do more from outside so I will stay and it wasn't just for them it was because I wanted to do more I I did it for me because I wanted to do more because I realized I can't do much back home it's like okay I can do more here but now it's like well I can't do more what are you gonna do with this we can survive (laughs) and that was like okay that's when the wheels started turning not in the sense that I was looking for a business to start but it started turning as in like, oh, this could be something. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you end up in where you are right now? That's what I'm very curious. How did you end up with coaching interior design? Before I get there, like, I think you kind of <laughs> hit me on the head with like, why people start businesses. 
it's because like they want more like they want it's it's not even money right yes it is money but it's it goes so far beyond the money if you're starting a business for money like I, I would reevaluate if I were you. Um, but people start businesses because like I hear the passion in you already, like, oh my God, I wanted more. I wanted to make more of an impact on my family. And it's like, yeah, that's basically why I started too. Like I wanted to make more of an impact. And I saw that I could do that more readily through a business than at a job. I literally felt like I was dying at my job. And even though mm. the business is like harder per se and in certain aspects, I just feel like I'm thriving versus like wilting away, sitting at a job. <laughs> so I want to put that out there. Yeah. Do you have wait, <laughs> I have thought something like, wait, I disagree with you. Maria five years ago would have been, yes, Kua, don't do anything for money because I don't think it's like a good motivator enough. I don't think it's a high enough why. But here's the thing what I've learned is like my job was the job. You're curing kids with cancer. You don't get higher motivation than that. You don't get higher service than that, right? You're a scientist, which means like you're constantly doing new things. You're, it's constantly interesting. It's constantly new. You're not boring. My uh, work was fairly flexible. I was not trapped. We had decent stuff, right? So for me, in the end, it did come down to like, do I want to spend the rest of my life doing this for this much money? And it's a good job. It's a flexible job. It's an understanding job. It's interesting job, right? It's not perfect. It has its downfalls. <laughs> but in the sense, like it had so many benefits that I did like, but it did come down in the end. When I looked at the, time investment when I looked at the commitment and then I looked at the um, what I've invested as education what I knew and then what I was being compensated it kind of seemed like oh it was a little bit like mm, like I know so much <laughs> yet it seems that because my knowledge is not directly benefiting anybody else financially I am not financially compensated, right? So it's like, if so in the end, if you're having struggle with that part where it's like, hey, your family, you want more for your family and you can't do it because financially you're there, but there's ways to do it. For me, that is right now, it was never, money was never my motivator. And if I never went to college, I never chose my diploma because of money. But right now it's like, it's not only money, but it's the fact that I'm a little bit like, no, I don't want to do it this way. I don't want to stay here for the rest of my life and maybe reach like $70,000 or $80,000. I don't want to do it. It's like in my head, it does not. My capability is way higher than that. Like it's not worth the, like the ROI isn't there for you. And no. I that's when we people switch over to an entrepreneur model. You can be at a job that you like, like Maria, or you can be like me at a job where it's just sucking the life out of you. And both of those circumstances can lead you to a business. I love that we're both like very different in that aspect here. 
I want to tell you something. Why I think immigrants. I know I asked you a question. We'll get back to it. <laughs> I did not forget. But I want to jump in before and with something else. Um, you know, I have this theory why immigrants are perfect for businesses. Even if we were raised many times, because majority of the world is like what I was describing versus what the U.S. is. Unless you're like in the West, basically, majority, the rest of the world is how it was back home. I think when we are immigrants, we have already done like the scariest thing in our life, right? Like imagine your parents, like they have to leave everything and yeah. they came here. So what else can be that scary? Starting a business after that is like, this is going to be fun. I feel like that is, it's like, what do I have to lose? like nothing, like I have so much to gain. That really is kind of the immigrant mindset. And I feel like that is basically what's in my cells, right? Because my parents, they already lost everything. There was nothing else they could lose. They had so much to gain by coming to America. There was nothing left for them back in Laos. They couldn't go back. Like that wasn't an option. They already like lost it all. And to be at that point, it's like, okay, well, yeah, why wouldn't, like if you get to this crossroads of like being able to start a business or even just having that idea pop into your head, that's what you can think of. Like, there's just so much to gain from this. Yeah. And being immigrant is like, we don't do doubt. Like I remember I really dug deep um, for something else that I was doing, but being an immigrant is like, I don't remember doubting myself. It was like, you get up, you go to college, you go to the job, you study and you do it over again. There's no like, oh my God, is this going to work? Because so good. yeah, already have taken the risk. You're there. There's nothing doubting here. You're not going to go back home. Yeah, that's so good. I have a very similar story. Like I knew I was going to graduate college no matter what, even though like I, I remember, I remember I was failing a class and I was still like, well, I know I'm still, I still have to graduate. So we're just going to have to get on through this because I still have to get that degree somehow. It's like, yeah, you're right. Like we basically just cut off all that noise because we are focused on like kind of the end point, so to speak, for that particular leg of the journey. Now, as far as the business, do you, are you able to tap into that? Because I am not, I am trying to tap into that version of me, like the, my immigrant version, like no doubt, no fear. This is like, this is it. And maybe because at this point, there's other factors. There is doubt. Just the phase of business that you're at. I mean, I feel like the doubt is going to always going to be there. And, I, and we've had this conversation before where it's like, yeah, you can do something with fear and courage. The fear doesn't go away. The doubt doesn't go away. It's still going to be there. It's just that you learn to turn the volume down on the doubt and maybe your focus is really, it's much higher. So then it like, you know, kind of dissolves the doubt, but the doubt is always going to be there. And you just really, it is like working out and you really just learn how to use that other muscle that is going to get you closer to your result. Like you just I'm really <laughs> I'm like I totally hear you that's what I'm doing 
but what I really want to do is to really tap into that like version of Maria who just came to US and was like okay let's just do this there was no like oh it was just like you just did things it's like this is what you do next it wasn't like oh let me brainstorm what I could do I just did everything it was like you have 10 options okay AB like do all 10 of them there was no space I think in my mind for doubt and I think it's because probably it's like um, a bit of fear and a lot of adrenaline <laughs> and cortisone and all of that is mixed in that your brain is just like swimming <laughs> in hormones and it does not even have like the volume is really turned up on what are we going to do to survive because it's scary as shit versus like now it's like now it's not so scary right now I know I'm like well even if this fails I'll be fine right like because deep down we know we're going to be fine what's the worst thing that can happen you go find a job yep. like, right it's like it's not we're not going to die whereas I think coming to America you are like this is my one chance to make it your backup is you have to go back so that's not really an option that's why, Maria, you're not going to go back to the old Maria. There's an upgraded Maria that you haven't accessed yet. She's going to do things differently. I even, I know that about myself too, because guess what? I am so good at getting shit done. But if I did it the way that I did it, like a couple years ago, like I would wreak havoc in my body. I basically go back to burning out, overworking, being stressed all the time. And it's just like the new version of me, I've left all of that behind. I don't work like that anymore. And I feel like you are on the precipice of finding out like how that new person, the new Maria works. And that's what's gonna get you to where it is that you go. Like there, you don't go backwards. Like it, that's not going to work. It's really true what they say about like what got you here is not going to get you there. So, what got you there? I'm like, Kua, now give me the answer. <laughs> How did you end up in this business? Well, yesterday I was just like scrolling IG, and because I like so much like motivational and personal self help stuff, like those things will pop up on my like my search screen thing and I saw something that just like really resonated with me and it said um it, it was like a bar graph right and one of the bar graphs is like okay everything that you did right and it was a smaller bar and then a bigger bar was like everything that you quit because it was wrong and I'm like oh that just resonated with me so much because that bar was so much higher I'm like that is exactly how I got here because I decided to quit everything that was not working for me. Wow, that's a good one. <laughs> I love that one. Quit doing things that are not working for you. I just, wait, is that the podcast I released today? <laughs> like, wait, my other podcast that we did not tell you guys about <laughs> that I'm doing on confidence. I swear that's the podcast that I, release today is that the podcast or is that the podcast that I recorded today anyway there's gonna be a podcast about yeah no that I, that was the one that I recorded not the one I released there's gonna be a one on um fake it till you make it that I totally do not like that term anyway but it's basically what you're saying it's like but from the other side 
Anyway, I love that so much. I think I saw that actually on yours, maybe it's on yours or somebody else's. Sometimes these things get popular and it's like five people post the same thing. I'm like, I think the universe is trying to tell me something here. <laughs> okay, now you go. Okay, how did I end up where I am? Uh, you know how I end up? I started working on me. Mm. And the first thing was like, oh my God, this is so good. These tools are so good. Like I wanted to share them with people back home, but I was terrified. I was so scared. I wanted to do this anonymously. <laughs> so like the version of Maria that a year ago, wanted to, like just over a year ago, wanted to do this anonymously to this Maria now. It's been like, 10 years of development and being able to show up like this, it's like huge growth that occurred. But then also even before then, before I even dared to think of doing this even anonymously, there was the other side of growth that had to like um, get me to that point too. So there's been a few years of my own personal intent growth. And I really, really found that coaching was what I was looking for. It is directly talking to people and addressing their pain points very simply and elegantly. You're not like, you don't have to know everything, right? You don't have to be the smartest person. Like sometimes you have to, when you're with education backgrounds and, you know, certain profession, you don't have to be the smartest person. You just have to have an outside perspective. You have to have some tools and you are able to help many, many, many people. And that just experiencing it on my own skin and then realizing that, that I could do that for somebody else was just like, because during childhood cancer, let me tell you, it is people, when you tell them what you do, they're like, oh my God, right? You're so smart. Oh my God, how can you do that? Actually, being a scientist and doing this, it's failure every day. You fail, you fail, you fail. Experiment doesn't work. The drug doesn't work. The drug works a little bit. The company won't release the drug. Like there's so much failure. And then even if something works, you need to do this experiment from different points of view. And then it needs to be tested and it needs to go clinical trials and it needs this and it needs that. So by the time I would retire, any effort I would actually make by then it might be actually available. So it's not very um, immediate satisfaction at all. <laughs> Where if you coach a person, their life becomes a little bit easier just by having somebody to talk to. And for me, that was like, oh, like literally whoever wants it can get help. Absolutely. It blew my mind. And that's why I wanted to do it. I was like, oh, so good. And also, it is a profession where you are in charge. You are the one driving the bus. It's your business. You decide how much you want to work. You decide how, what is your goal to make. You don't have anybody else putting a ceiling for you. And that's what I like. It's like, it doesn't mean that I'm going to make whatever. I don't have like, oh, I want to make this much or this much. And I want to be a billionaire or whatever, like, that's like, and I'm not, that's not the part of it. The part that about money is like, I don't have a ceiling. Mm. 
Mm -hmm. I'm not like, well, you're cut off here. All you get is like 2% yearly increase. So, you got questions? <laughs> I'm just like soaking it all in. But that's the great thing about business and like there's no ceiling because why would you ever put a ceiling on yourself? Yeah, but also here's another truth that I did not, that was not represented in my socialization as I was growing up. You work as much as you want mm -hmm. right you are the one that's in charge and you only well how do I put this you will accomplish what you believe that you can accomplish Re doing coaching is like this business is only going to work as well as I think it will work well it's literally up to me mm-hmm Mm hmm Yep. Take that thought, everyone. It's up to me and just apply it to your life. <laughs> you need to do your business. Yeah. I, I really want to know. I really, really am like, I want to figure out how uh, to teach people to build, build businesses as if they're like brand new immigrants. Because I think if you're able to build a business through that mindset, it would be so good. Like that mindset of like, well, this is like kind of my option and this is happening. Mm -hmm. Like really turned up. But, you know, that's another fun thing to do, isn't it? <laughs> do we have any tips for the end? In addition to already all the wisdom that we filled during this episode. <laughs> I feel like I gave a lot in this episode. I think my one tip or what's coming up right now is like um, really learn to use, to listen and to trust your intuition. I think as immigrants um, that can really get lost in the shuffle because we're kind of the model students, the model kids, so to speak, like, um, and you're nodding Maria, so I think you resonate with this. So, you know, when we're the model person, it's like, you have to act certainly, you have certain path that you need to lead. And I just really encourage you to set all of that inside and to tune into what it is that you want and what it is that you desire because, your desires and what you want in life, that's like never going to lead you down the wrong path. Oh my God. You said that so well. <laughs> it, it's like, yes, when we are immigrants, we do have that survival mechanism and we do try and follow the rules so we can succeed. And what we want ends up on the back burner. Or we don't even know what we want. We're just trying to survive. You're good. Uh, yes. Wow. Beautiful. Now I forgot what I had. 
because <laughs> of course this is going to happen. <laughs> but honestly, what I'm going to ask the same question I ask myself when I'm setting goals. If you knew you were going to be miserable doing anything, because we're human, we have human brains, we're going to have our moments, right? So we're going to be miserable at doing one part of any job, no matter what we do. We're going to spend part of our time being miserable. What would you do? It's like, well, I'm going to be miserable either way. What would you do then? Like being immigrants and doing everything that was expected of you and following the trail. And if you now are like at that point when you're like, oh, maybe a business, would you rather do your business and feel miserable? Feel miserable? Or would you go to your job and feel miserable? Like, ask yourself, like, which one would you rather do? Not when, like, things are going great and everything, but when you are miserable, where would you rather go? So good. Yeah. Okay, guys. Thank you for listening. I have a last... Wait, I have one more announcement. I'm like, finally, somebody figured out I'm not an Apple podcast. I'm not an Apple product person. So figured it out. The podcast is on Apple Podcasts. And I just did it like an hour before we did this. So Kua doesn't know. It's like, Kua, surprise! (laughs) Way to go, Maria. Yay, congrats. So now we're going to be on Apple Podcasts every two weeks, guys. Once we toss in like something random that we have as a surprise. But thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.